Greetings and welcome to the Ashland New Plays Festival Play for Keeps podcast. We are excited to present to you a new play, Even Flowers Bloom in Hell Sometimes, a mixtape written by Frankie Gonzalez. Even Flowers Bloom in Hell Sometimes is an examination of prison inmates trying to discover meaning in the face of isolation and doubt in their own self-worth over a 25-year bid. The play explores family ties, love, race, inmate correctional officer relations, the passing of time, the impact of a new generation of individuals trying to avoid the system, and also some resigning themselves to becoming a part of it. Now, without any further ado, Even Flowers Bloom in Hell Sometimes, a mixtape written by Frankie D. Gonzalez. Even Flowers Bloom in Hell Sometimes, a mixtape by Frankie D. Gonzalez. Dedicated to S, A, and W. Your names are made private here, but they will always be pronounced in my heart. Cast of Characters Prisoner Male Mid-twenties to late-forties as time passes Read by Carlos Senen Trujillo Inmate number one Male Late-twenties to early-fifties as time passes Read by Alexander Palacios Inmate number two Male Late-twenties to early-fifties as time passes Read by Paul Michael Garcia Little man Male Age 14 to 21. Voice, unseen on stage. Read by Cameron Davis. Sister, female, 18 to 20, progressing to mid-40s. Read by Angela Hernandez. Correctional officer, male, early 30s to mid-50s as time passes. Read by Delvin Williams. Mother, female, late 40s to 60s as time passes. Lawyer, female, read by Vilma Silva. Cellmate, male, mid-40s to late-60s as time passes, read by August Gabriel. Stage directions read by Grant Lukey. Time, 1991 to 2014. Place, Federal Correctional Institution, low or medium security. Suddenly, an inmate bursts through the house doors. Several pursuing correctional officers, known as COs, follow and catch the inmate. When they catch the inmate, they subdue the inmate and drag him back inside through the house doors while the inmate screams. After a moment, the CO addresses the audience. Welcome to the Play for Keeps Correctional Facility. We apologize for the sudden outbursts by one of our residents. We value your safety and as such dealt with the matter as swiftly as possible. With that in mind, we have some facility guidelines. No electronics, outside food, cigarettes, or drinks are allowed in the visitor facility. We will provide for a nominal fee, refreshments, and snack food about midway through your visit. Visiting hours will last for 120 minutes. We are a zero-tolerance facility. The safety of our residents, visitors, and staff are of the utmost importance. Thus, if you are found using electronics or smuggling contraband into the visitor facility, we will escort you out for the remainder of today's visitation and subsequently revoke all future visitation privileges. We will now be taking you to the visitor's facility. 
please line up in the single file line and present your visitor stickers. We hope you enjoy your visit. Track one, the intro slash checking for monsters. May 6th, 1991. At opening, little man stands frozen in what appears to be mid speech. The prisoner enters. He stares at little man for a moment before beginning his monologue. I remember the last time we tried to visit my old man. We waited for an hour until we got called to see him. Me, mom's baby sister. We stood up with the other people that got called and got in a line to get searched. We take off our shoes and put them through one of those scanners. We pass through a metal detector and a CO pats us down. My old lady tried to make it sound nice. The nice people had to check us for monsters, trying to sneak in so that they don't hurt your dad. Monsters are invisible, so they have to check every time we visit to make sure. That's what moms would tell me. I think parents forget that their kids figure shit out. It didn't take long to understand. My old man was an inmate in the system, and I was visiting him. Every second and fourth Saturday of each month. Now, my mom's... Man, my mom's, she wasn't nothing to fuck with. If you push her, she's pushing back, no matter who you are. The CO was patting me down, and he was joking around with me. Who you gonna see? Well, fuck, look at that. What you gonna do when you grow up? You gonna come live out here one day? Gonna come over and stay with your dad for a little bit? You a future resident? What the fuck was that for, right? And so I was laughing and shit. And then my mom's just blows up on the homie. She starts yelling at the CO. Then my sister starts crying and shit's looking ill, man. And then the CO is right there like, the fuck you say to me? I was just talking to the little hood rat. The fuck problem you got, huh? I'm going to let you calm the fuck down. But if you take that tone with me again, you'll lose your visitation privileges. We went home three minutes later. That was the last time we tried to visit my old man. That night he called. They got into a fight. I, uh, I went into the other room. She was in the kitchen on the house phone, right? So I went into the other room and I picked up the other line real quietly. They was yelling some foul shit at each other. My pops was saying, it's a fucking joke. You shouldn't have fucking yelled at the CO because of a fucking joke. And my mom's was like, you think calling your son a hood rat is a joke? You think that's the kind of shit a 12-year-old should get used to hearing? He doesn't need to be around that shit. Fuck that. Fuck that. He hung up on her. I never saw my old man again. They ruled it a suicide. Now, don't get this shit twisted. I ain't gonna blame my mom's or pop's. I ain't going to blame the broken family or the fucking projects. My mom's tried hard and believe it or fucking not, I finished high school. My pops tried to tell me to keep my shit in my studies. My pops warned me. But let me be real for a second. If you had to make a choice, seriously, make a fucking choice and tell me how much you would prefer to make in a few hours. Would you like to make minimum wage? What's that in 1991, like uh, four bucks an hour? 
Or, or, would you like to be making a stack in the same amount of time? How about a C note in 20 minutes? It's fucking economics. Fuck it, right? If I'm going to end up here anyway, why not live the good life for a fucking minute, right? Future resident, right? That's all I was going to be, right? So what the fuck? What the fuck else should I have done? My appeal got rejected. I'm serving 300 months. That's 25 years. The year is 1991. This is the story of my redemption. <laughs> nah, fam, I'm just fucking with you. Track two, Educate Yourself, featuring CO and Cellmate. May 7th, 1991, Cell 127. The prisoner is guided into his cell by the correctional officer, CO. The cellmate is reading The Amen Corner by James Baldwin. As the CO and prisoner walk in, the cellmate stands up, still reading his book. Book down. Always at the good part. The cellmate drops the book. Got you a new friend. Skipped to my fucking loo. What was that too, Doug? A thank you for the company, sir. Yet another fucking oppressed minority to add to the swelling population in this already overcrowded trash heap. Sir. Keep talking. That's all for now, sir. Watch your tone. Yes, sir. This little shit here steps out of line. You both pay for it. Who the fuck you calling? The cellmate immediately punches the prisoner in his abdomen. The prisoner falls over gasping. Looks like you got someone looking out for you, new shit. That's going to cost you calling privileges for a week. Be still my fucking heart. Two weeks. The CO exits. The cellmate goes to the prisoner. You're going to want to get up now. The prisoner sits up. The cellmate sits next to him. Don't fuck with the COs. First mistake every single one of you young cats makes is thinking you can fuck with them. Don't try. It ain't worth it. I could have fucking taken him. Yeah? What about when all them swarm in and start beating your brains in? They gonna try to provoke you. Don't let them. They looking for a reason. Fuck, you should be thanking me. They do a lot of shit to you? <laughs> shit, man, I don't even know. I wasn't ready. Nobody's ready for what they can do to you. What's your name? 2006-4980. What's your real name? You can call me 2-Dub for short. Who are you? 3-666-4053. Fucked up name. Why's that? Triple six, Mark of the Beast, isn't it? Fuck if I care, it's just numbers. You're right. I'ma call you Three Trip. My name. Your name in here is Three Trip. I. What you believe in? Nothing, man. Gotta believe in something. Go crazy in here if you don't. I got three sixes in my number. Should tell you everything. The devil, huh? In the fucking flesh. Devil look like a punk ass. <laughs> <laughs> what you believe in, old man? Two dub. In answering my question. You got a mouth on you. The prisoner gets ready to defend himself. The cellmate laughs. The prisoner lowers his guard. <laughs> you a Christian? Why? You a Bible thumper? What if I am? 
You got a shitty Bible if you followed it and it ended up here. You're one of them Muslims. If I was. Be asking where your carpet was. And my Koran. And those hats they wear. Uh, Jews wear them too. Yeah, but Muslims got it different. True indeed. What if I was a blood or a crip, young homie? Be asking you what set you represented. <laughs> I asked you if you was a Christian because of what you were reading. It's a play. Says Amen Corner on it. Yeah, it does. So you a Christian? Nah, I don't got no religion. Doesn't mean I ain't looking, though. So why are you reading a religious book? You ever heard the phrase, don't judge a book by its cover? Yeah. Don't judge a story by the title. Here, read it. The cellmate gets the play and hands it to the prisoner. The book's about religion, but not how you think, Three Trip. I'm cool. Give it a shot. Educate yourself. You some kind of teacher? <laughs> Middle school dropout. So why are you hyping so much on education? You dropped out. Because I know how important it is now that I gave it up. You feel that way about religion? You're a quick learner. Why don't you believe? Why do you? Don't know. Maybe because I know that God ain't there. Fuck you mean. Don't worry about it. Come on, old man. You said I should educate myself, so educate me. Tell me something. You don't want to answer questions? Why are you asking so many questions? What? You a snitch? No, nah, man. You got to twist it. You got some kind of plea deal? Get that shit on me and, and you go free? Tudup, don't... Go get the fuck over here. The cellmate forces the prisoner up on his feet. Stand up. Fucking now stand up. Look. You ask questions, you get fucked up. You got me? All right, all right, I'm sorry. The cellmate lets the prisoner go. The cellmate resumes reading. So you like reading plays? Man, you just keep on asking. I like talking. Why you like plays? I don't know. Just always did. You an actor? No, just... Um, what? I worked for a theater a long time ago. Janitor. Cleaning shit back in the 60s. Fell in love with it. Word? Where at? This place called St. Mark's. I saw this play by a French guy. Nothing but black people in the cast. All the audience was given white masks. It had a queen watching a trial about a white woman getting murdered and and some other, um, I don't really know how to describe it. What play was that? I don't even know. I've been looking for it everywhere. And you liked theater ever since? Yeah. Year or two later, I got locked up. For what? Do you remember what we talked about? Gotcha. Good, you're learning. Lights out! An alarm rings. Interlude 1. Some kind of metaphor. Featuring inmate 1 and inmate 2. June 1992. Cell 128. Adjacent to cell 127. At opening, inmate 1 and inmate 2 are talking about The Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka. Inmate 1 does not understand. Inmate 2 struggles to explain the story's meaning. So... The man turns into a roach? Yeah. Why? Supposed to be some kind of, like, metaphor for what modern human ends up becoming. So we're all turning into roaches? Yeah. 
Why do we turn into roaches? Because it's like supposed to show what kind of value people end up getting in our day and age. <laughs> Why don't you just say that? Why you got to talk about roaches? Because then it wouldn't be a metaphor. What's a metaphor? It's like when you compare something, but it's not connected necessarily. What's that mean? So, like, him being a roach doesn't mean he's a roach. It means that his self-worth is like a roach's. Eventually, his whole family sees him like that, and they talk about how they got to get rid of him. So that's why he dies in the end. Because he got no self-worth? Exactly. Was kind of like us then, right? What do you mean? Like us. How we are. In here. I'm not catching what you mean. Well, just like in that story, the sister takes care of the roach, right? Yeah. But the sister's like... Nah, I can't do this anymore. We got to get rid of him or he'll ruin us all. Right. Kind of like how our family visits. They visit and they try to see us when we first get in, but after a while they stop coming. It's too much of a hassle to come see us, so they see us less till they stop. So, what you're trying to say is that we're roaches? Not literally. Just like we're metaphor roaches. Come on, man. You don't believe that. Isn't that what the story's about, though? It's the modern human. Well, right now is the modern time, and ain't we human? Come on, I think you're overthinking this stuff. Yeah. Inmate 1 looks toward a window and laughs. Inmate 2 looks at inmate 1 like he's crazy. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Look at the window! <laughs> Inmate 2 looks at the window, squints, and smiles. Well, look at that. That roach keeps climbing, then falls. I can see that. Ain't that funny? Kinda like us. In a way. Wait. Is that roach a metaphor, too? Yeah, I mean... It's like the roach is trying to get out. Freedom's right past this thin wall, but the roach can't climb out. There's no way out, but the roach is trying. Like us. We want out, but we can't seem to make it. So wait, are all roaches metaphors? No, numbskull. But this roach is a metaphor. So are we a metaphor? What? Like us, are we like a metaphor? What do you mean? We're in here talking about roaches and how they're like us. But like, are we like something to other people who look at us? Like who? I don't know. God? The angels watching us? What kind of metaphor do you think we are when the angels are watching us? I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're like supposed to be like what happens when an angel does bad. Ends up in here. With roaches talking about stupid things like metaphors. 
Maybe we're characters in some story that God made up to teach people that when you do wrong, it's... Never mind. It's nothing. We ain't metaphors. No? Nah, we're people. Metaphors are for stories. Humans... Humans have a bigger meaning than that. We... We're heroes in our own stories. And heroes don't always have good times, right? Right. But eventually, the hero gets out, and times get better, right? Yeah. You got a point. We're all heroes. Not no metaphor. We're heroes going through bad times, and eventually it's going to get better. But we got to keep going on our journey. Things get better. Makes sense. Yeah. But ain't that a metaphor? Nah, that's an analogy. Wait, what's an analogy? Track three, Jesus Casting Stones, featuring Sister and C.O. September 1992, visiting area. At opening, the sister is seated. The prisoner enters. The sister stands up and they embrace for a long time before sitting. Oh my God, look at you. How are you? No, no, we're not talking about me. How's my baby sister? Come on, tell me. Shut up, I'm here to talk about you. Well, you know. How are they treating you? Long as you keep your mouth shut, they all right. How's the food? It's all right. Did you get the money for the commissary? Yeah, no, thank you so much for that. I've been meaning... It's fine, don't mention it. Yeah, but, I mean, look, how you afford to send me that kind of... If I didn't have it, I wouldn't send it. How are you getting that kind of money? Mom working? You know she's not. So, how are you getting the money? You been praying? I don't think God want to listen to me. You know God's always willing to listen. Yeah, no, don't change the subject. How you been getting the money? Look. Are you? No. No what? No, nothing. I have the money right now, okay? You turning tricks? Fuck you. You're not slinging? No. Tell me. Look, you don't want to- I swear to God, if you're- I'm using the student loan money, okay? Why are you doing that? Look. You need that money for school. I dropped out. Wait, why'd you- Don't worry about it. You're using loan money? Yes. You gotta pay that back. I'm aware. You gotta go back to school. I can't. Fuck you can't. You're going back. How are we gonna pay rent if I'm in school? The money I got saved up. It's gone. Gone? Lawyer fees. How much was that fucking lawyer? After your appeal got rejected, just the costs and then... What? We kept the firm on retainer, right? Why? Keep researching. Maybe find a way to get you out somehow. What research? Okay, so I've been looking up cases, right? Cases? Yeah, I found a few cases that are like yours. Why you been looking at cases? I'm trying to find a case where the defendants get off, right? Appeals already been denied. Yeah, but if we can find a case that's similar where the guy got off, maybe we can find something, like a technicality, reopen the case. Maybe. Yeah, like there's one case, right? They didn't read this guy his rights, so he got off because he wasn't informed of what he could be accountable for. They read me my rights. Well, there's a lot of others. 
I've been sending a lot of the cases to the paralegal. She said she was going to give them to the lawyer. Why are you doing all that work? What? Isn't that what the paralegal and the lawyer are supposed to do? Well, yeah, but... Then what the fuck are you paying them for? Look... You can't do their work for them. You pay them, they do the research. I know that, but... You can't be letting people take advantage of you like that. I'm just trying to help. So you help by giving them free money? What the fuck else do you want me to do? I'm pregnant. How far along are you? A few weeks now. Do you know who the father is? Fuck you. What? What the fuck do you think I... Well, you ain't no Virgin Mary. And what Jesus are you to be casting out stones? You're right. I my bad. Get an abortion. No. Fuck you mean no. No. End of story. You don't want a kid. Who said I didn't want a child? How are you supposed to go to school? I dropped out already. You can't do that. Why not? You're smarter than me. You. I what? It's not worth throwing away your future. That baby might be the future. Come on, don't talk that bullshit about children being the future. He might be. And he might end up in here. He might. You're right. So why the fuck take the risk? Because what if he changes everything? Is this a religion thing? Because Jesus says you shouldn't get an abortion? This isn't some pro-life thing. I... Could you imagine what would happen if we stopped having kids just because life would be harder for us? Listen. No, think about it. We'd all die out, wouldn't we? There'd be no hope. We'd give up. I'd stop looking for cases to get you out of here. We'd give up like dad did. We'd lose. Things can't change unless we have a future. This baby's that future. Children are the key to changing things. They're what makes the world move forward. They make progress. Do you... Do you see what I mean? <laughs> that is some of the stupidest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Fuck you hear that, Mr. Rogers? Fuck you. <laughs> Does moms know? No. Ah, uh, Yeah. How is she? You know how she is. Think she'll ever visit me? She's gonna get over it. One day, right? She's just... Fuck it. Never mind. Yeah. Promise me you won't do the lawyer's work again. I promise. Or the paralegal. Fine. If you can go back to school... I will. Are you sure you want this child? I do. All right. I approve. I wasn't asking for your approval. Well, you got it anyway. Thank you. They embrace. The CO enters and grabs the prisoner and pulls him up. Get the fuck up. Fuck's happening. Fucking checking you. What'd I do? The sister stands up. Sir? Sir, what's wrong? Miss, I'm going to ask you to sit down right now. The sister sits. The CO starts searching the prisoner. Think you're going to sneak shit in? Hey, I'm not trying... I did not ask you to speak. But I didn't do nothing. Fuck out of here, you didn't do anything. All you animals try to do is sneak shit in from the outside. Sir, that's uncalled for. Miss, if you don't quiet down, I will have you escorted out. You searching me because I hugged my sister? Is that it? I told you to be fucking quiet. The CO's hand passes the prisoner's crotch. The prisoner jumps involuntarily. The CO shoves the prisoner down. The prisoner tries to get back up. Yo, what the fuck? The CO gets his baton and beats the prisoner. What are you doing? No! 
He didn't do... Stop. Stop it. Please stop it. The CO does not stop. Track 4. Legal Jargon. Featuring Lawyer. November 1992. At Rise. Prisoner and the lawyer are seated together. No. There's got to be something. I understand that you're trying to find a way out of this, and believe me, I am too, but... What about all those cases my sister's been sending you? A lot of those cases are not... A lot of those cases are similar to my situation. Similar doesn't mean the same. You researched all of them, though? Yes. I already told you, none of those cases apply to you. Why not? Because the law is more complex than... You don't want me to get out. It's my job to help you. Then why the hell don't those cases apply to me? They aren't the same circumstances. Find a way to make it work. The law doesn't have a get-out-of-jail-free card. I'm not asking for a fucking get-out-of-jail-free card. I'm asking for a way to make this work. I've been paying you good you money. You can't throw money at something and expect it to work out. Unless you're white. Then your money's good, right? Don't turn this into a racial thing. Fuck you mean. White guy from a rich family caught with more shit than I've ever sold and gets off no problem. But me? How the fuck is this not racial? What case was that? White people do ill shit all the time. But they're out on the streets till they go on trial. Because they were able to post bail. You weren't able How to... How am I supposed to post a million dollar bail? That's why you didn't go free till your trial. White people get lower bails. Prove it. Fuck you mean prove it. Look around you. They get the fucking benefit of the doubt. Look, your racial animus... Don't you throw that legal jargon at me. Do you understand what the fuck they do to people in here? I'm aware. You got family on the inside? That's none of your business. Hey there. You and me, we're both just trying to get by in life. You understand the law. I need legal help. We need to look out for each other, you know? We have to look out for each other, especially in this rigged system. I'm sorry. What are you implying... I'm just saying, we're in this shit together. Are you comparing your criminal activity to my law degree? Alleged criminal activity. Fuck you. I'm going to give you a piece of advice. No legal jargon, just advice. From the beginning, you've wanted me to find you this magical way to get you out of doing your time. You've been talking about how we got to look out for each other, because why? Our Skin colors similar? You know, for someone so preoccupied with white people's racism, I find it hard to believe that you don't see through your own hypocrisy. You think I'm just like you somehow. You act like I've learned the way of the white people. So it's my job to get you out of here because that's what a lawyer of color should be doing, right? Helping gangsters and hustlers like you cheat the system. You need to watch how you talk. You hired me to give you legal counsel. I'm giving it to you. You keep talking about race and racism in this system, but racism doesn't change the fact that the case against you was airtight. Is there a bias? Yeah, there is. I won't lie to you. There is. But trying to nitpick and find a loophole, <laughs> it's a waste of money. What are you saying? I'm saying that your appeal has already been denied. The case isn't getting reopened on a technicality. So this is how it goes. I won't represent you anymore. So, yes, that's it. My money not good enough for you anymore? Is that it? It's your sister's Fuck money. Fuck you. 
It's money. Okay. The only thing I wanted was a fair fucking trial and to get the same outcome that, that other people get. I hired you because I thought you'd fight for that result. And I did. Then why am I still here when white people... Whitey isn't the source of all your problems. The system's fucked up, man. It's racist as all hell. But you can't be blaming white people for the shit you got caught up in. Look, you care about your sister. I know you do. We did all we could. Retaining our firm's services is going to cost money your sister shouldn't be spending, not with a child on the way. You want me looking out for you? Here's me looking out for you. Stop wasting your time. It's over. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'll... I'll drop the bill for the last two months. Don't you or your sister worry about it. Before you go? What's up? Tell me the truth. Did you ever think I was innocent? No. Would you have defended me differently if you thought I was innocent? No. Last question. Same situation, same circumstances. If I were white... You would have gotten a lighter sentence. Thank you. For your honesty. The lawyer begins to exit. The lawyer stops and turns around. For what it's worth, I do think you're a good person. The lawyer exits. The prisoner sits alone. Track 5. His Uncle's Name, Featuring Sister. July 1993. At opening, the sister sits, holding a baby. The prisoner enters. He stops, almost afraid. He approaches his sister. She sees him and motions for him to come over. The prisoner sits down. Is that... No, I found him in a dumpster and brought him here. Ha ha, funny. He's beautiful. He is. Look, look, he's opening his eyes. Do you want to hold him? No, no, I can't. Come on, take him. No, you don't understand. I can't. Oh, well, just talk to him. You can do that, right? Hey, little man. How you doing? You know me? I'm your uncle. Wow, look at you. You're so big, you... What, what's, what's his name? He got his uncle's name. What uncle? The prisoner realizes what she means. What you thinking about? The prisoner shakes his head and tries to shrug. He begins crying. Interlude 2, God Ought, featuring Inmate 1 and Inmate 2. October 1994, the Commons area. At Rise, Inmate 1 and Inmate 2 have two bowler hats on. They are reading over Waiting for Godot. I don't get it. What? The play. Why are we doing this play? It's a classic. I can't even pronounce it. It's pronounced God. It doesn't matter. Why are we putting this play on? It's supposed to be about two men waiting for a guy who was going to give them something to... To what? Like, what are they waiting for? I mean, 
the script doesn't really say. So what the heck are they waiting for? It's philosophical. What's that mean? It means you can interpret it in different ways. Why would someone want to do that? Let's you put your own experiences into it and see the thing from your perspective. Why do I want to see it from my perspective? You learn something about yourself? Do I get something out of that? Yes. Is it cash? No, numbskull. You get closer to understanding things. What things? Life. What do I got to understand? I'm in here. I work, I eat, I sleep. Sometimes I do a stupid play. Why are you doing that? Waiting for the day I get out. Why are you waiting? What do you mean? Why are you waiting? I'm waiting because when it's time, I get out. And then what? What? You get out and then what? It's all better? I mean, yeah, I guess. But you don't know for sure. Being real, you don't even know if you're getting out of here alive. What the hell am I supposed to do then? Well, we could always kill ourselves. What's the point of that? I don't know. We can't do that. So, we wait. Yeah. You hungry? Yeah. Inmate 2 gets a carrot out of his pocket. When'd you swipe this? It's a prop. So we can get the characters right. I can eat it, though, right? Of course. Inmate 1 starts eating the carrot. So what you're saying is, is this god character, or whatever, he's like getting outside. We want it to come, but we don't even know what's going to happen when, when the guy gets here, or like when we get outside. Yeah. Another one of those metaphors. Is it? Well, it feels like that to me. I wonder how it would feel to someone who's never been in the pen. Might be different. Kind of philosophical when you think about it, right? Yeah. Hey, um... What's up? I don't think I can keep doing this. The play? You can keep doing this. We're almost out, you and me. And when we get out, it's going to be like, I don't know. Like a prayer answered? Or a wish granted. Or like a bad chapter finishing in a story. That's why we're waiting. Next chapter is going to get here soon. How soon? I don't know. It feels like forever. Maybe it is. What's the point of it all if this is forever? I don't know. Then maybe we should kill ourselves. Like what these guys talk about in the play. Maybe. How you want to do it. We could tie up some of the sheets and... Tomorrow. We'll do that tomorrow. No, we won't. No? No. We'll keep waiting. Like these two guys here in this play, they're having us do. And then? Well, like for now, we're waiting for CO to come get us when our rehearsal is supposed to be done, right? And after that?
then maybe we'll get out. And maybe there's going to be a dream come true waiting for us outside. Yeah. Maybe. I still don't get it, though. What? Why are we doing this play? Truth? Yeah? Two-dub likes these weird plays. That's it? Yep. Yeah, but why? Why what? Why are we doing what Two-dub wants? Two-dub's the director. He chooses the play, and we act in it. Yeah, but there's other weird plays we could do. Okay, fine. Truth is, it's cheap, and there are no women in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I get it now. Now this stupid play makes sense. Can't do nothing about it, eh? Nothing to be done. Track 6. The Meaning of Time, featuring Cellmate. January 1995. Cell 127. At rise, it's past lights out. The prisoner and cellmate are lying in their bunks. The prisoner is examining a picture of his nephew. Three trip. What's up? You up? What kind of question is that? Man, fuck you. What you want, man? What you been looking at? Nah, nothing. Some pictures. Pictures of what? My sister sent me these pictures of her kid. Yeah? Yeah, man. Let me see him. Shit, he's beautiful. Yeah, he's... He's perfect. Nah, he's special. You think so? I know it. He got life in him. Yeah, man. There's no other way to put that shit. He's got life in him. Kids, man. Shit, kids are important. How you figure? They let you know that, that life's still out there, man. When you get locked up, you sometimes forget that. The world ain't dead, even when it feels that way in here. How long you been in again? Don't matter. Why not? Because what's it matter how long you in here? You're still in here. Amount of time don't matter none. Still the same shit. Yeah, you're right. I heard some shit, right? Stupidest shit I think I ever heard. Some dumbass told me that time ain't real. You believe that? What the fuck you mean, time ain't real? That's it. It's, it's some, like, um, idea that they came up with to control people. Who are they? Right. I don't even know, man. Anyway, they create this shit called time. Then they tell you how much you got and what you can do with it. They make you get jobs and all this shit, form of control. Makes sense, though. You think so? Fuck, they control everything else. Why not time? Yeah, but who are they? Senators? Business people? Fucking warden CEOs? Who are they? All of them, man. So why do they follow the same rules? What you mean? If they controlled it, why do it apply to them? They could get so much more done if time wasn't an issue. Well, fuck. But look, look at it like this. If they didn't follow the same rules, the people would get pissed the fuck off. They got to follow the rules of time so that they can keep controlling people, right? If they don't, then they are fucked, homie. They got to keep up the charade to control us. So you're telling me they'll keep us locked up by locking themselves up? Ain't that COs, though? 
If you really think about it. Who the fuck gonna lock themselves up to lock up other people? You all right locking yourself up if you've got the key. What key? Cheddar. You think the key is cash? Gotta be. Cash lets you do whatever. You break the rules, they don't care so long as you got paper. You can do it. But you had money, didn't you? Why'd you still end up in here? Allegedly. Fuck fine, allegedly. Let's say we was talking about my conviction like it were true. Just hypothetical. All right, man. Cash got levels. Cash I allegedly had been making don't open doors. So? But allegedly, I was going to get to the point where maybe I could turn the key and get out. So they grabbed you before you got there? Yeah, man. What you thinking? The people that got money now got their money first, then created laws, right? Stops other people from doing the same thing. Keeps the cash flow tight. Keys only distributed to a few. But cash still flows. Sure, fuck yeah. Cash is going to flow, but not the amounts the rich already got, right? Just enough to make people think that they can get their chance too if they follow the rules and play the game. But that's where it's fucked up. Ain't nobody got their fucking key following the rules and playing the game. They got their cash when there were no rules and they made their methods illegal afterwards. Yeah? Yeah, man. So why ain't people figure that out yet? Dumbass like you figuring out and others ain't. Everybody knows, dog. But like, to keep people fighting, they allow exceptions, right? Those exceptions are people like some bum-ass fucker that hits the lotto, gets a record deal, uh, plays some hoops better than anyone else. Whatever the fuck. Let them through. Let them get a taste. Make people hope that maybe they can join that elite class too. Oh, man, come on. People don't want the system to go. People want the system to work for them. That's why people don't get rid of it. What's fucked up is that that's, that's what they're playing us on. They make us hope. When we're hoping, we ain't doing shit to the system. Nah, man, time exists. Whatever, dog. I can prove it. I, I'm going to bed, though. Hear me out. If it don't exist, if time ain't real, then why is what we're doing punishment? Fuck you, man. I got your attention. I'm listening. If time ain't real and people got it figured out, why is being in here punishment? Well, maybe they're wasting our... Time. Nah, homie, our strength, our youth. With age, you lose those, but what has to pass to lose strength and youth? Ah, fuck it, man. Let's go to sleep. It's late. See, here's what pisses me the fuck off about that theory. Every... Every fucking person that says that time ain't real never had to deal with it passing. You ever see that? Fucking philosophers, professors, students and shit. They don't get to live it, man. All they got is theories. But for me, for you, for anyone in here with a jumpsuit and a number, it ain't no theory. It's a fact. Because that's what they're taking from us. But I ain't even mad. You know why? Why? Because time ain't evil. People forgetting that time gotta pass before the bad turns good. Fire burns the forest so that new stronger seeds can grow. But fires and tragedies don't make time bad and it don't make time fake. Because if time were bad, then that little boy is bad. 
And I refuse to fucking believe that even for a moment. That boy, the way you look at that picture and see the good things that come when time passes by, you see it, right? One day, he'll talk to you. One day, he'll want to run before he can even walk. One day, he'll stop figuring things out. One day, he'll get a family. One day, he'll hold you up when you can't hold yourself up no more. But those sweet things only come with time passing. Time exists, man. It does. The punishment is that they're taking away time from us. They don't let us go out and watch time pass by. We get to understand that. Yeah. Time is real. Very real. And we don't get to be a part of it. I'm going to go to sleep. The cellmate goes to sleep. The prisoner examines the picture of his nephew. Track 7. Collect calls. 1996 to 2004. Freestyle. 1996. 1998. 2001. 2004. A payphone where the prisoner is making a call. As the monologue progresses, it ages him. Verse 1. March 17th, 1996. Hello? Hey, hey, how you been? Word? Yeah. Oh, what's he like? He's treating you good? He took you to Manhattan to see a play. Oh, shit. Oh, it was a musical. What was it about? Musical about AIDS? <laughs> Damn, that shit sounds depressing. What's it called? Rent? Was it good? Yeah, but... Hey, it's gonna be one of those shows that a few people see and it closes. Because the title's shitty. Me? Nothing, really. I saw the Mike Tyson fight. The fight was over in like three rounds. Tyson's a monster. Frank Bruno didn't know it was coming. <laughs> hey, how's little man? Yeah? Goddamn, that's... That's what? Yeah. L let me talk to him. Hey, little man. How you doing? You know who this is? That's right. It's your uncle. How you doing? Yeah? How old are you? Oh, that's crazy. You, you're going to be a big guy soon. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Uh, put your mom on the phone. Yeah. Hey. Shit, he sounds so big. He's a smart kid. I... I understand now. You did the right thing. I love you. Yeah, yeah. Bye. He hangs up the phone. He is grayer now. There's a long silence and a beat. He picks up the receiver and dials out. Verse 2, January 28, 1998. Hello? Hey, what's up, sis? How you doing? Did you see that speech the president did a couple days ago? Nah, bullshit. He totally fucked that woman. Hell nah. I don't believe what he's saying. When you try to make it public, it's when they try to hide it the most. Nah. 
I'm bored mostly. You run out of shit to do real fast. But it's like, if you don't have shit to do, they'll find shit for you to do, you know? So you got to find some shit to do. <laughs> Even when there's no shit to do. Yeah, maybe it's getting to me. No, no, no. I don't need you to send. I don't need you to send anything. What? No, I don't need you to send me cash. I just, I don't know. I, I fucking wanted. Sometimes you, you, you want to hear something familiar. All right. I miss you. That's it. Tell moms I love her. Silence. He hangs up. He picks up the phone and calls again. Verse 3, September 11th, 2001. Hey, what's up? You all right? Anything happen anywhere else? I know. We, we saw it here. They just like, they fell like nothing. Yeah, it's going to be all right. No, I, I'm good. The, just some crazy shit, you know? It's funny. I've been up in Manhattan so many times, but I never got to go to the top of the towers. Now they're... Let's change the subject. What's going on? You ain't come see me in a minute. Nah, nah, I, ju I just want to talk. What's been going on? Yeah? Why the fuck he do that? Whatever. Fuck him. He don't deserve you. Nah. Nah, uh, me? Ah, I'm all right. Reading poetry. I read this poem, right? It's called... You get so alone at times that it just makes sense. Fuck no, I hated it. Fucking bullshit. But that title, that was the fucking truth. That's how you know it's good, right? If it tells you some deeper shit, right? And it was like, it was like me, right? Mostly shit, but something's good about it, right? <laughs> it's a joke. Come on, it's a joke, all right? How's little man? Even good? No, no. Don't wake him up. Don't know. Next time. I love you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye. The prisoner hangs up. He sighs. He is older. Beat. He picks up the receiver and dials out. Verse 4. February 2nd. 2004. Hey, how you doing? How's mom's? Still sick? What's the doctor say? What the fuck you mean she don't want to see a doctor? Put her on. Oh? Yeah, let me talk to the little man. Hey, what's up? Nah, I'm good, little man. How you doing? Yeah? You saw what happened yesterday at the Super Bowl with Janet Jackson. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Who told you that? No, it's not. Look, listen to me. No, no, little man. It don't mean I'm a bad guy like in the movies. I love you, little man. Yeah. Put your mom back on the phone. Who told him? No, who told him? Who told him? Put her on. I don't give a fuck. Put her on. Now, I said put her on. Put her on. 
The prisoner looks at the receiver. She's hung up the phone. The prisoner hangs up and tries to redial. No answer. He hangs up. He tries to redial. No answer. He slams the receiver back in place. The prisoner turns and sees his mother, who has entered. She stares back at him. Track 8. Times Past. Featuring Mother. June 2004. The mother sits in one seat. The prisoner goes to her and sits down. Throughout the dialogue, the prisoner avoids eye contact. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. Are they feeding you? Yeah. Are they feeding you enough? Why? You gonna do something about it? You look different than when you first went in. It's been 13 years, moms. People look different. Do I look different? No, you look the same. Liar. <laughs> Never tell a woman she looks older. You taught me that. That's a good lesson. That lesson don't do shit in here. I guess it wouldn't. Yeah. Do you know why I never visited you? I don't know. You must have thought about it. No, not really. <laughs> you were always a terrible liar. You look like you aged 30 years. So, you have thought about it. About what? Why I never visited you. Yeah, I did. Do you want an answer? Maybe a few years back. Not now. I'll tell you. I already said I don't care anymore. Why not? It's not a question that should get answered. Why not? Because I got all the answers I needed from your silence. And there was a reason. A reason I don't care about knowing, moms. So drop it. Do, let, do they let you watch TV in here? Sometimes, yeah. You know both Friends and Frasier ended last month? Word? Yes. Television's gonna change now. You think so? Won't be too many good shows to watch now. Gotta find new things to do now the good ones are ending. <laughs> so that's why you're visiting. Your two favorite shows finished up and you had some free time on your hands. I'm trying to make conversation. All right. Sorry. I don't know if it matters, but... It doesn't matter. <sighs> A decade hasn't changed that fresh mouth. Thirteen years. Get it right. And getting old hasn't changed you either. Thirteen years, and you're still the same disrespectful boy that don't know how to act around his mother. Thirteen years not seeing your mother? You might forget how to act around her. Always the last word. That honor's reserved for you, moms. Why are you visiting, moms? I can't come to see my son. That's not a reason. Yes, it is. Not if you wait 13 fucking years to come see me. Well, then, I don't care to tell you. Of course. Of fucking course. I'm dying. Oh, yeah? I'm not kidding. I believe you. How long you have left? A year. Maybe. I told you to visit a doctor. It wouldn't have mattered. Can't afford the treatment. I wanted to see you one last time. So what? This that part of the show where you and I have a beautiful moment or some shit? We make up for everything we did to each other and a hug? Nah, that's reserved for people with a future. And we don't got any future. That what you're saying? 
that beautiful things and happy endings are for people who try to do good by the world. Oof. Then we sure as shit ain't getting a happy ending. You're talking about yourself. <laughs> oh, you did good by the world? You a good person. More than you ever could be. Because abandoning your son while he's locked up shows how much you're a good fucking person. You made your choice. I can't control what you... You said that beautiful moments is for people with a future. So what the fuck future you got? You're dying. What? You gonna call your last 13 years living? And you call whatever it is you do living? And what the fuck do you know about what I do? You're really gonna tell me that sitting around watching the same stupid-ass reruns is living a good life. Oh, your sister runs her mouth too much. It's my choice what I do. What choice you got in this dump? Like you got a fucking choice. You can't afford to do anything. I'm not caged like an animal. I got my own house. Damn. Look at you talking like that shithole apartment is the rich. I'm not a number in a system. Nah, you're just dying. And you're already dead. Then why you want to come talk to the dead? Misery loves company or no. some shit? I'm here to try to fix my biggest mistake. Should have gotten an abortion. Sometimes. <laughs> I think you're not wrong. You're a real piece of shit, you know that? Apple didn't fall far from the tree. Is this what it's going to be, Mom? One last kick in the fucking nuts before you peace out. I came here to tell you something important. For once, listen to me. I'm listening. You need to make right with the world. Before you pass, you need to try to do the right thing for once for someone else. <laughs> oh, 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 shit, I see. What? You ain't here to see me. You're just here to guilt me. What? No. What the hell are you talking about? Fuck if I know. But I ain't doing this with you. Don't you swear at me. Or what? Or fucking what, mom? I am your mother. Oh, word? You're my mother? That's why I gotta fucking- You show me respect when you're respect? talking- Respect? For what? For who? Who the fuck are you? I don't know who you are. You look like someone who's supposed to be a mom. Nah, but a mom would have been there for her son. You ain't been shit to me for over a fucking decade. Do you think- I don't I think shit. I've been a dead man for 13 years to you. The dead don't think. All the dead do is rot away, waiting for their mothers to come see them just once. And when your mother comes to see you, this is what you do? Does a mother say she wish she got an abortion? Does a mother come just to tell her son that he ain't done shit for nobody else? You weren't fucking complaining when I got your rent or bought you clothes. Who the fuck was that for, me? You're twisting things around. Does a mother call her son a fucking mistake? We both said- No! We both nothing. You're not here. You're already dead. You got death hanging over you, and you're trying to get your salvation checklist before you get taken. Making yourself all right with God before he judges you. I know that game. You ain't here to see me. You just want to look like some fucking victim for giving her son for the shit he did. Well, here's some breaking news, moms. I don't want your forgiveness, and I ain't apologizing. I've been dead to you for a long-ass time. Let the dead be dead. Our time's passed. The prisoner exits. The mother watches. The visiting room door opens and shuts. I wish I could tell you he came back and we made up. And I wish I could say that it was some misunderstanding that we cleared up. And I want to say I recovered and visited more often. But a few months later, I passed away. I never understood the men I loved, 
my husband and son both got called by something so powerful that they had to follow it, and both were taken away from me. They thought they were acrobats walking the tightrope, ready to pull off the impossible. But they never understood that they were never acrobats, and the tightrope was never there. Just the drop. And no matter what I did, nothing could keep them from leaving home. A mother's love couldn't keep her boy from following his dad's footsteps. A woman's touch couldn't keep her man from the arranged marriage between him and the system. <laughs> I think to myself sometimes, maybe if we weren't struggling, maybe if I didn't complain so much about the things we didn't have, maybe if I never stopped to look at the clothes I knew we couldn't afford, maybe if I took a double or triple shift or because I swear, God, as my witness, I'd give back the clothes and the rent in a heartbeat. I'd go homeless. I'd work four or five jobs if it meant having my boys with me again. But it doesn't play out that way. The system don't let you get a do-over. Enough. And if I'm being honest with you all, in my heart, I knew my son and I would end up here, just like this. And I'd get so angry with myself, I'd lash out at him whenever he tried to talk to me. <laughs> I'm a failure as a mother. And I was too ashamed of my failure to visit my son. I wish I could say he found out the truth. I wish I could say I wrote a letter explaining everything to him. I wish I could say he found out that I loved him all along. I wish I could say so many things to my baby boy. But it's like my son said, our time's passed. Blackout. End of A-side. Flip the tape. Intermission. Track 9. Church. Featuring Sister and Little Man. December 2008. Visiting Room. Sister and Little Man. L.M. Sit Alone. The Prisoner Enters. Hey, there's my fam. The Prisoner Walks Over. He sits down between Little Man and his sister. He looks between them. What's up? I need you to talk to your nephew. Why? Because he listens to you. About what? It's stupid. We don't got it. It's not stupid. I'm not understanding. He doesn't want to go to church. What kid wants to go to church? He hates the church. You hated church when we were kids. But I never said God wasn't real. You don't believe in God? No. He says that religion's just some con job white people made up to keep people enslaved. Yeah? You said that, little man? But it's true, though. You're an ingrate. You don't appreciate the blessings God has blessings? given you. What the fuck kind of blessings has God given me? The prisoner lightly slaps little man on the back of the head. You show respect to your mother. Sorry. 
I just don't see what blessings I've been getting from God. Your life, your good health. What's been so blessed about this life we live in, moms? You work in two jobs. You're looking for a third job. Those are just trials that we have to get through. For the rest of our lives? Nah, fuck that. The prisoner slaps little man on the back of the head again. The fuck did I just tell you? How come you get to swear? Because I don't got a good vocabulary. Neither do I. Yeah, but you're young. You can learn more than me. Nah, though, but, but seriously, what kind of blessing is this life? I got my life so I can see it fall apart? That's what you call a blessing? You don't understand God's plan. What, and you do? I know that he has always had something good waiting for me. When's the last time a good thing happened for us, Mom? A lot of good things have happened. You mean like when we find out there was a party somewhere and we get lots of cans to help pay rent? You guys are collecting cans. Or are the good things when you finish the paper route early and you get in an extra hour of sleep before going to work at McDick's? You're not understanding. Wait, what the fuck paper route are you doing? Maybe the good things in life is when you find some loose change at the front window of McDick's. When you focus on just the material things, it seems bad. But the wealth we'll have when it's God... It's always later. It's always be patient. That's how come things never change. We're too busy waiting for God when we should be doing something about the shit that's going down. The prisoner slaps little man on the back of the head. All right, Mr. Revolution, what do you want to do? What's your solution? You got more answers than God? Then fix our problems. I don't know. He doesn't know. Of course he doesn't know. At least I'm not waiting for some dead dude to come back and take me somewhere that ain't real. He is risen. He died and returned to life for our sins. So he's a zombie. Do not disrespect the Lord. I'm not disrespecting anything because the Lord ain't real. Okay, both of you got to stop. Talk to him. There's nothing to talk about. Nah, come on. I don't want to get in this argument. Please. Why can't you go to church? What do you mean? Look, it doesn't matter if you believe in God or not. Make your mother happy once a week. What is it, like two hours? Come on. Oh, man. I just... Oh, man, nothing. I did it for my mother. You do that for your mother. No complaining. Got me? Yeah. That's that. Can we talk about something else? Do you believe in God? What do you say, little man? Do you go to church? No. Do they have churches in there? Yeah, all kinds. Why don't you go? You don't believe in God, do you? Of course he does. No, I don't. The sister takes out some money and hands it to little man. Take this and get some snacks and drinks. Mom, I... Go! Little man exits. I told you I didn't want to talk to him about it. You couldn't lie to him. What's the fucking point of lying? So that he can have a better upbringing. So he can have morals. You don't need religion to have morals. Yeah, because you're such a great example of that fact. The shit I've done in my life doesn't mean anything. Bunch of religious people in here doing ill shit. You don't need religion to have morals. That's your truth, not the truth. I ain't getting in this argument with you. When? What? When did you stop believing? Don't bring that shit up. It's not important. It's important to me. Was it when dad died? A relationship with God shouldn't be defined by the life and we death We ain't talking about this anymore. Ones. I want to understand. You don't want to understand shit. Please. I'm not talking about this. Your soul. What about my soul? I'm only. What? You ain't only doing anything except Why talking bullshit. You? Because... For nearly two fucking decades, you've been telling me, read your Bible and go pray. Like, that shit helps in here. Okay. Okay, I get it. We don't have to talk. No, no, no. You want to talk about this shit? We're talking now. Little man enters with snacks and stands off listening. 
every single fucking day in here. I listen to people praying and talking about how God or Allah or whatever is going to get them out. But nobody leaves. All that's there is idiots playing around with beads, singing bullshit ass songs and putting their faces on fucking carpets. But does God come? Does God give a shit about people crying out for him? God delivers. God don't deliver shit. It's a fucking lie told to us over and over again so we can take the shit they wipe on our face every fucking day. Please stop. All God does is co-sign his name to those TV pastors who tell you to give money to them and you'll get it all back in heaven when you die. Fucking damn, right? What the fuck did I sell rocks for when I could have been selling Jesus? God delivers, right? God delivers good people, all the wealth in the world, tax-free. Meanwhile, you and me, you and me, we just don't pray hard enough. We, we don't believe enough. We got to pay for the shit our parents did. We got to blame ourselves for the shit we did. And there you are trying to teach your boy that it's okay if the system fucks him over because some book tells him to turn the other. Shut up. You will not disrespect my beliefs. You will not. Then don't ask me about that kind of shit. You have no idea when you talk about how God turns away from people. God doesn't turn his back on anyone. It's you who can't see how God's been there for you throughout your time in oh, jail. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are you really going to do that count your blessings bullshit? Do not take the Lord's name in vain. I understand why you don't believe in God. And sometimes I think the same thoughts you do, but I have to hold on to something. I have to think that there's some kind of reward for all the shit life's put me through. I gotta hope and pray that each time I'm trying to pay the bills and get my son new clothes, that it's going to work out. I gotta hold on to the Lord's promise when I come visit you, because that woman up front always decides she's going to search me. I gotta hold on to Christ on the cross for my salvation when she gropes me asking what I'd be willing to do to see you. Because honestly, without God, I don't think I love you enough to keep coming back. She sees little man and realizes he's heard everything. She stands up and exits quickly. Little man sits down by the prisoner and lays out the snacks. Little man opens a bag of chips and eats some before slyly reaching into his pocket and sneaking out a cigarette, which he drops into the bag. He hands it to the prisoner, who sneaks out the cigarette and slips it into his pocket after looking to see if the officers were watching. I heard the economy got bad. Yeah, still is. What happened? A lot of people lost their houses. A lot of the projects shut down, too. Yeah? Not ours, though. But the rents got jacked up again. Because of the economy? Shit got real, man. What do you mean? Like, Washington Mutual shut down back in September, right? Then that big-ass bank, uh, Lehman Brothers, went under, too. Wait, this all happened three months ago? Yeah, fam. I don't know how, but mom said that everything was all connected up. Banks shut down because people was losing their houses and buildings, like a domino effect. So rent went up to cover the costs of places where rent isn't getting paid? Fuck if I know. They're always trying to find an excuse to raise the rents anyway, right? True indeed. So it was like dominoes. Yeah. When one part falls, it pushes everything down with it. Yeah. We ain't gonna get far in life if your mama falls. Knock us over too, doing that. I know. You're gonna go to church every Sunday. 
I will. Your mother's been through some shit. Do it for her. You're right. The sister enters and sits down. Get your mother something to drink. Okay. Little man stands up and leaves. You're not going to visit me anymore. Come on, don't say that. I already said it. I was overreacting. No, you weren't. How do you know? You're not going to suffer for the shit I did. I'm telling you, don't come back to visit. You can't stop me. That woman up in the front, when you check in, she asked you what you would do to see me, right? Yeah. And she uses that to do whatever she wants to you. It's just groping when she searches. It's not just groping. Well, what can we do? Stop visiting me. No, you can't tell me. That you don't want me to. If you need somebody else's love to give you strength to see me, then I don't want to see you. How's that? How could you say that to me? I'll repeat it. If you need God's love to give you strength to see me, then I don't want to see you. And if you come anyway, I won't come out. Is this it? You acting like some kind of hero for saving me from what's been happening for a long time now? You can't tell me what I can and can't endure in this life. I understand the shit you're going through. Bull, how the hell could you understand? Because I understand. You need to explain a little. She falls silent and realizes how her brother understands. It's not just groping. They stare at each other a long while before the lights fade. The prisoner steps out into a spotlight. I remember the sermon I went to when I was a kid. The holy man told us that whoever rejected the gift of Christ offered through his sacrifice was going to go to hell. Holy man said that people who deny Christ were the worst of the worst people. But I always wondered, Christ on the cross must have been horrible to look at. For those who understood what he was doing, some of them must have rejected salvation out of pity and guilt. They pitied him because of his pain and felt guilty knowing his pain was because of the things they'd done. And I imagine some of them wanted to take him off that cross and bear the weight of their sins on their own back. After all, why should such a good and holy man suffer because of the sinners of the world? I gotta wonder about those people. Were they the worst of the worst people? Probably. I'm a selfish piece of shit who never thought about who gets hurt for the things I do. I ain't gonna let Christ suffer for my mistakes. He's too nice a guy. So I say no. I reject Christ's offer. Don't visit me anymore. Interlude 3. If I'm Still Here. Featuring Inmate 1 and Inmate 2. March 2009, cell 128. Inmate 1 and inmate 2 are sitting up in one cell. The other cell has the prisoner and cellmate reading. The cellmate is listening to the conversation between the inmates. Can I ask you something? What? Do you ever think about what happens when we die? No. Why not? Why are you asking? I've been thinking a lot, you know, about my mom and, and stuff. Is she okay? Yeah. Just, she don't have much time left, you know. I'm sorry. 
It's left me thinking, you know. What you been thinking? I've been thinking about, you know how this life seems really screwed up? Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't get better, right? Feels like it doesn't most times. So then, I mean, I don't know. Is dying much worse than living? What are you trying to say? You remember when we did that play, right? I do. And, like, it was funny and all that, but, like, I... I get it, man. What do you get? We're waiting for something that ain't coming. We always think that things are going to get better, but they never do. One day we get out of here, but we got no money. There's no jobs waiting, no family, no mom. Wouldn't it be better to just die? No, numbskull. No, it isn't. Why not? Because there's always a better tomorrow. You gotta understand that. What I understand is that I've seen almost two decades of tomorrows and shit's not changing. So, wait a decade more. And I'll keep waiting until I die, is that it? Yeah. That's it. Fuck that. Fuck that? Fuck that? Fuck you! No, fuck you! They start wrestling each other. Eventually... Inmate 2 gets the upper hand and rings inmate 1 by the shirt collar. Do you know what you're saying when you say that stuff, eh? Do you? I don't know. I don't know nothing. I'm the dumb one. I'm the stupid fucking dumb one who doesn't want to live anymore because it's just hard. It's hard living like this and never knowing things. It's hard being a... a retard. You're not a re... Don't you ever... Don't you ever say... But I am. Who told you that? You do, when you call me numbskull. You're not dumb. Don't you ever think that. No matter what anyone says, even if I say it, don't believe it for a second. Then what am I? The only guy in the world... Willing to ask the questions everyone else is too scared to ask. Why is everyone else scared? Because... Because some people are too afraid to ask about why they're alive, man. Some people don't want to talk about death until they're about to die. But you... You... You go there. You start exploring things that people would never dream of even thinking about. So, what's that mean? It means you're not dumb. You're learning. So, I'm the smart one? You're an intellectual giant. So, I don't ever want to hear that word come out of your mouth. Re I told you don't say it. Okay. What am I saying when I say I want to die? You're saying that this life's horrible. That there ain't nothing good about it. Isn't it true, though? It means I make you miserable. And that... 
I hate to think that that I wasn't good to you. Look, I don't know if life's worth living. Anybody that knows never came back from the other side. So maybe, yeah, this life's just shit. But I don't think... What? Nothing, man. Tell me. I don't think it's worth it to leave it so soon. Why not? Because there are people here that we stay for. That... That despite all the horrible stuff, life's still... What? Life still might be worth living. Even if you're trapped in hell? Well, I mean... Even flowers bloom in hell sometimes. Right? I don't understand. I'm saying... What the hell would I do if you were gone? How could I look at your mama in the face? You never met her. If she's anything like you described, she'd find me and then give me the ass-whooping of my life. <laughs> yeah, she would. So you can't leave, man. I'm... I can't make it without you. What are you saying? That when you say you want to give up on life, it's like you giving up on us being happy. Are you? Truth? That's all I want. To me, you're the only flower that's ever bloomed in this hell. What? N nothing. Nothing. I'm going to bed. You're the only flower that's ever bloomed in this hell for me, too. Inmate 2 gets down from his bunk and sits next to inmate 1. They stare into each other's eyes. A smile from both. Track 10, Dearly Beloved, featuring cellmate, inmate 1, and inmate 2. Directly after interlude 3. As the lights fade on the two inmates... The lights rise back up cell 127, with both prisoner and cellmate inside. The cellmate chuckles to himself. <laughs> Even flowers bloom in hell sometimes. <laughs> Ain't that a trip? What? Ah, nothing. Our neighbors just figured life out. The two guys you got doing those weird plays and reading books about roaches? Yep. So what's the point of life? I don't know. I just watch people figure it out. Don't got a good answer for you. Fuck you mean. I'm going to need to get the Bible out soon. The cellmate starts looking around for the Bible. Why? You'll see. You three always been weird as fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Fuck it. They probably won't want me to use it anyway. <laughs> the cellmate goes back to reading No Man's Land by Harold Pinter. What are you reading? A play. 
Oh, you read his plays. Always wanted to write one. Why is that? I don't know. Plays. Like with plays, it's it's a novel that you get to bring to life. Like it's possible to make them happen. You can do that with movies. Nah, man. Movies are frozen. The fuck you talking about? Movies are literally moving pictures. Yeah, but there ain't no change in a movie. And you can do that with plays? Hell yeah. Plays? Plays was meant to be done different ways. They're living. They breathe differently depending on who's reading them. They speak different languages to different people, even if you speak the same English. Man, you always speaking in riddles. Get all the things I said together and make a book. Call it the Prison Koran. The Prisoner's Bible. The Inmate's Torah. Revealed the Prisoner Two-Dub and his cellmate Three-Trip. <laughs> It'll be a new religion. <laughs> On the seventh day, while God rested, the devil came into the garden and built a prison. He threw the black Adim and brown Adan into the prison and told the white Adam to keep them locked there for eternity, or the garden would be poisoned by the brown and black men. In his fear, white Adam rushed to the prison and became the first guard. Black Adim and brown Adan, the first prisoners. And so, white Adam guarded the prison through the seventh day and through all time. Thus the devil created fear and saw that this was good. What about Black and Brown Eve? They too busy working three jobs to keep their babies fed and a roof over their head to do anything about it. Now nobody remained in the garden. And on the eighth day? On the eighth day, God woke up, saw the prison and patted the devil on the back and said, Good looking out, homie. I was going to do that later today. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't all of them. Most white people got, got it shitty, too. They just got them thinking that they got it better. What you mean? Racism is a trick to make poor people hate each other so much that they don't see what the rich is doing. What are they doing? Sneaking into the garden and building prisons on top of it. Why are they building prisons? Why would you build a prison? I don't know. A poor white man, a poor black brown man, and a poor black man make the same amount. Poor white man looks at the poor brown man and poor black man and says, I'm poor, but thank God I'm not black or brown. Why is that? Fuck if I know. Because we in prison. Man, you gotta explain. Make a prison. You got prisoners. If you got prisoners, you'll need gods. Look at it like this. White people are gods. Black and Latins are prisoners. You make the gods think they're above the prisoners. They got more privileges, yeah, but you gotta fucking think about it. They gotta stay at the fucking prison, too. Now, all the people trapped in here and the rich take the rest. Shit. They keep us against each other. We all stay inside. The devil gets the garden. They be saying, thank God I ain't an inmate. But where the fuck the gods at? So what? We should all be friends? I don't know if we can be. Prison's so old now that people think it was there when the garden first started. So what the fuck we do? I don't know. 
You always got an answer. Not this time, brother. You all right? I'm getting out in a week. Hey, why didn't you tell me, man? Congratulations. Haven't really thought about it too much. Don't seem real. Like a dream come true. It's just one cage to another. Nah, man, you're getting out. Eat whatever you want, go wherever you want, sleep whenever. Dog, it's going to be fucking amazing. Can't eat nowhere without cash. You got family? Yeah, man, I mean... I don't got no family. Nobody? I've been in here since 1966. Anyone that knew me is dead or don't want to see me. When we get out, we're supposed to adjust back in. Get a job. Work hard for some company. Die working. Be a good member of society. All that shit. Show the system works. But the system ain't one size fits all. It's not meant to be. It's a cycle. That's what it's designed for. You're born. You're thrown inside. You get out for a bit, then go back inside. It's a fucking circle. What's waiting on the outside? The hood? The projects? Look at how they designed that shit. The rooms and the projects ain't no different than the cells in here. They were teaching us to get used to it, man. They were getting us ready to go in before we even knew our own names. The outside ain't prison, man. Who's gonna give me a job? Who's gonna want to see my old ass working? Yo, look. No, you look. It's a fucking setup. You get out of here. Manager's fine, you win in the pen. They ain't gonna give you a job. You can't build up. You can't do shit. You, you gotta turn back doing what you did before. Then the fucking feds pick you the fuck up and, and throw your ass back in here. No, nah, man, I can't. That's not life. That's not... Promise me something. What? Whatever you do, when they let you out, you get the fuck out. You understand? All right, man. All right, I promise. Hey, 2-Dub. What's up? I never understood something. You don't understand a lot of things. Why you always been looking out for me? You never learned your lesson, did you? About what? Asking questions. I... Don't answer. It's going to work out. Yeah. They embrace. Too dumb. Too dumb. The light rises on inmate one and inmate two's cell. What's up, young scholar? You think gay people can get married yet? Legally? Not everywhere. How about in here? As far as I'm concerned, you can marry your damn toilet, not say it's legal. <laughs> Could you do us a solid? I need a new book. Come on, man. He's trying to ask you to get us married. <laughs> Fine. Fuck it. I'll do it. Three trip, you got the Bible? Let's just get it done now. All right. Three trip, you got to be the witness. Come here. Another chapter to add to the holy book. This chapter will be called Marriage in the Pen. The fucking things you guys get into. <laughs> Shut up. You two, face the wall and hold hands. Okay. All right. Listen close. Dearly beloved.
we are gathered here to join these two fools into unholy matrimony. The lights fade. Track 11. Two dubs play. The prisoner steps out into the spotlight. In the library they got here, I found this play. It had a bunch of pictures of the show in the book. Bunch of black people with white masks, talking, holding a trial over a dead white woman. It was called The Blacks, written by a guy named John Genet. The first performance happened in 1964 at a theater called St. Mark's. I remember running to my cell with the book to show Two-Dub, but he wasn't there. 2-0-0-6-4-9-8-0. Never believed you could be truly free if you were a part of society. He also didn't believe you could ever reintegrate once you'd been inside. The old man spent the best years of his life in here. And when they got all they could get out of Two-Dub, they let him out. Word is, he killed himself a few weeks after he was released. But I know Two-Dub didn't do that. That's just shit the CO spread to keep us down. I'll tell you what's happening and what's gonna happen. Right now, Two-Dub is at some library, learning all about the world so that he can find his way out. The librarian notices he comes in every day. She notices that he likes reading plays. She tells him about how she's involved in her local theater. They welcome him home. They let him direct a show. He'll do Amen Corner or The Blacks. No, he'll do both. The janitor turned inmate turned theater director. And he wins a bunch of director awards. They tell him to write a play. He writes about us. He writes about how we grew together. He'll talk about how we cracked the world open and saw the truth for what it was. It gets picked up. It smashes the box office on Broadway. Black people coming out to see it. Brown people come to see it. Anyone with any fucking value comes to see Two Dubs play. Him and the librarian get married. Two Dub is going to be happy. And then... Only then, he's going to pass on. And in his will, he'll specify that his body faced the direction of the prison. They'll honor his wish. That's how Two-Dub gets out. On his terms. I know he will. Track 12. three triple six four zero five three, Featuring Little Man. November 2009, visiting room. Two chairs and a small square table. Several bags of chips and snacks on the table. At opening, little man sits in one of the chairs. He opens a bag of chips and starts eating from it looking around. After a moment, a metal door is heard opening and closing. The prisoner enters. What's up, man? Hey, how you been? Look at you. What the fuck, man? You can't visit more often. You grew up. I, I know, I know. I've been busy, I'm sorry. So busy you forgot about your own blood? Come on. All right, all right, my, my bad. 
I'll visit more. So what's this? You got these? Yeah, so we can eat. You pay a lot? Don't worry about it. You didn't have to get all of this. It's all good, man. Eat. The prisoner sits down and begins to eat some chips. So what's up? How things been? I've been all right. Usual shit. Different day, you know? Yo, did you see the Yankees won the World Series? About fucking time, right? Think the Cubs will ever win? Nah, man. Some curses are never going to get broken. Yeah? Yeah, man. How's your mother? She's all right. Breaking her back working. She still got, what, like two or three jobs? Yeah. She's got three now. She's been doing this psychic network thing recently when she gets home. Like a hotline thing. So she does the tarot card thing? Yeah, I think so. Does it pay good? If it did, I don't think she'd have the other two jobs. Yeah, you're right. How have you been? I don't know. Bored? Fucking tired all the time? The prisoner sits down. He looks around and nods to the little man. The little man drops his chips and bends over to pick them up. He pulls out three cigarettes from his shoe and slips them into the bag of chips. He offers the chips to the prisoner. The prisoner takes the bag. Throughout the play, the prisoner fishes a cigarette out of the bag and slips them into different places, into his shoe, down his pants, down his shirt, etc. I can't stay long today. Ah, uh, yeah? Yeah. Got something that's come up. Okay. When are you leaving? Half an hour or so. Okay. How's the neighborhood? Changing. Shit's sad. Yeah? A lot of college kids are moving in, you know? Want to get the urban experience or some shit. Fuck they want that for. Nah, now the police come out all the time at night. We don't even get to stand around the fucking stoop because we're intimidating the other tenants. Cops saying that? Since the college kids started moving in, yeah. Cops actually going out there? Cops get out there in like five minutes now. Shit. I remember they wouldn't even show up. Things change. Right kind of people moved in. They've been trying to get us evicted, saying we make too much noise. They started a petition. A petition? What the fuck's that going to do? I don't know. You think it might work? I don't know, man. They got rid of a shit ton of us. Us? The Puerto Ricans that lived upstairs, you know them? Yeah. Got evicted. Robertson's too. Jesus. I'm going to drop out. Then what are you going to do? Been thinking about going into the business. Why are you thinking about it? I don't know. Times is rough. Rent's going up. So why not get a job? You didn't get a job. And look where I am. You're a fucking legend, man. For what? People still talk about you. They respect the shit out of you. What they saying? That you were A1. That shit's changed since you got locked up. We're losing the neighborhood to those fucking hipsters. A loud whistle. Hey, Count, stand up. The prisoner stands up quickly. Three triple six four oh five three, sir. I did not call out to you. Hey, man, don't take that shit from that fucking guard. Shut up. You better. You're better than that. I said, shut the fuck up. What the fuck did you just say to me? I was talking to my. Did I tell you to speak? Speak. I was talking to my visitor, sir. Identify yourself. Three triple six four oh five three, sir. O is not a number. Zero, sir. Identify yourself properly. Three six 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 four zero five three, sir. There you go. See, proof. You can civilize a savage with enough training. 
Sit down. Have a good day. The prisoner sits down. His hands are balled into fists, literally biting his tongue. That fucking prison guard shouldn't be talking to you like that. I'm gonna fucking... Hey. Hey, hey. You hear me? Are you alright? Hey, come on, man. Don't... You're gonna finish school. What? You're gonna get a good education. You're gonna work shitty jobs and do better than everyone in your classes. Shut up. Hey, you want to talk like that to me? Then- Little man falls silent at the prisoner's look. The prisoner begins taking cigarettes out of their hiding places. He crushes each one and throws them away in the bag of chips. You're not going to bring me these fucking sticks no more. What are you doing? You're not going to be sneaking shit in. You understand me? But you need it. I need you to listen to me. Oh, man. Why, why'd you fucking do that? You say everyone respects me? Yeah, man. Then shut up and show me the fucking respect you say I earned. Do you know what my street name was? Flood? Do you know why? You flooded the streets with your product. No. I'd spend so much wherever I'd go, it was like a flood of money. I'd walk into places and buy everyone's food. Where I went, I spent. Everyone loved me. I was hood famous. I thought that was respect. That's not respect. People still talking about you. They talk. That's all that shit is. It's talk. How many of them going to put me up somewhere after I get out? How many of them going to give me a job? How many of them going to pay my bills like I paid theirs back in the day? You got to get educated, man. You think I don't know that you can make more in two hours selling rock than you can in a whole week of flipping burgers? But that's the trick, man. If it looks too good to be true, it's not true. They're going to catch you, guaranteed. Then they take you away. They take your money. Even anything you made legitly, because those fucking RICO laws lets them do it. It's a deal with the fucking devil. It's a fucking conspiracy. You're fucking crazy, man. Promise me. Promise what? Finish school. Get a career. Do arts if you fucking want. Just don't fall into that trap. Don't break your mother's heart. Don't end up scared of a damn CO taking privileges from you. You're going to lose the neighborhood to them. That's already going to happen. But work. Get the money the right way. Then one day, come back. Buy the buildings back with the money you work hard for. Give it back to the Robertsons or the Puerto Ricans upstairs. Take it back with their own rules. Who's going to hire me? You got to fight real hard. But you need to. It's the only way out, man. You're going to want to give up. But I swear to you, it's worth so much more than this prison being the end of your road. Ah, man. That's... That's too late for me now. Don't fucking say that. It's true, man. I got no skills. I'm I'm a fuck up. That was a beautiful speech and shit, but that's not reality, man. Nobody's going to give me a chance like that. I'm never going to make money like that legally. It's not me. You know it's the truth. How many of us actually get out? The fucking game's rigged. Yeah, it's a fucking conspiracy, but what other choice is there? Watch while my mom gets kicked out of her home? Get forced to move somewhere where where we don't know the people? Start over? That put us back. It don't help. Then they'll push us out for being there too. Then we're fucked over again. There, there ain't no winning. 
So play the game. Fucking make the system work for you, you know? Look, man, I got to go. It was good seeing you. Little man and the prisoner stand up. They hug. I'll, I'll try, man. I'll try to finish school. All right. I, uh, I love you, man. I love you, too. Take care of your moms for me. Tell her I said hi. Yeah, man. Be good. You can get out of this. But you gotta want to get out. Whatever, man. If you're gonna come and visit me, visit me longer next time. All right. Bye. Little man exits. The prisoner stands alone. Three triple six four oh five three. Your visit's over. Back inside. The prisoner notices the guard using the word "o," oh, but decides not to give any sass. He exits slowly. Snacks still on the table, left behind. Interlude 4. Alien Rights, featuring Inmate 1 and Inmate 2. January 2013. Cell 128. Inmate 2 is reading a book of American political documents while Inmate 1 fumes. I volunteered to do extra work. I know. I folded clothes. I handled trash. I served food. I worked late every day and early every morning. You did. I begged the warden. I was on my knees begging him. Please let me go to my mama's funeral. Please let me see her face one more time. Please. B. He said he'd try. Maybe he did. He laughed. He fucking, fucking laughed at me. Ah, God. I did everything he asked. Why'd he say no? Security reasons. Fuck's that even me? I don't know. I don't even know, B. I... It's not right. I know I done wrong, but... Don't a son got a right to see his mama one last time? Don't I get the chance to look at her in the eyes and tell her I'm sorry? Don't I get a chance to tell her I got someone in my life so she don't got to worry no more? Don't I get a chance to make things right? It's not gonna help. I know it won't. But you didn't have to make nothing right with your mom. She already forgave you. What were you reading? Founding Principles? It's a book with all those old papers and the Constitution and Declaration of Independence, you know? Like the stuff George Washington and them made? The Patriots, yeah. So what's the book talk about? Things like people's rights. What's it say about prisoners? Uh, Let me see. Inmate 2 begins flipping through the pages. I don't know, really. Okay, here's one. Yeah, okay. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, whereof the parties shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States, or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Where did that get written? Constitution? Says 13th Amendment. What's servitude mean? It means like being forced to work. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Don't you find that funny? What's funny? It's saying you can't be a slave or forced to work unless you've been convicted and you're doing time. 
Nah, I don't think it's meant that way. Yeah? What you think it means, B? Look, end of everything, we're equal. We were created equal and got these things called unalienable rights. What's that? What's what? That word with alien in it? Unalienable? Yeah, what's that? It means that it can't be taken away from you. Who made that word up? That's what Tudub called them before he got out. What are they? What is what? Those right things you're talking about. The alien rights. Uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah? Yeah. So what you're saying is that these things are things that everyone gets to have? Yes. Where'd you read that? In this book. If these are things that we can't be separated from, then why are we separated from it? Because we're prisoners. Then that means that our rights can be taken from us, right, B? Not if you're free and haven't done anything wrong. Then how can they be unalien? If you make a mistake, you lose your rights? Well, look. When they first wrote it... You don't gotta explain it to me. I get it. We're all created equal until we're prisoners. Then we're not equal no more. Prisoners don't get to have unalienable nothing because that 13th Amendment takes being human away from us. We just... We just... Inmate 2 opens his book and begins reading. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit. Inmate 1 snatches the book and begins tearing at it. Bullshit. 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 Bullshit! Inmate 2 watches. Blackout. Track 13. Better Than Me. Featuring C.O. and Little Man. March 2014. Cell 127. The prisoner is reading August Wilson's King Hendley II, or Jose Rivera's Marisol. The correctional officer enters with a set of inmates' clothes and a towel. The prisoner puts down his book and stands up at attention. The correctional officer lays out the clothes and towel. You're getting a new roommate. Well, shit. Here I like being alone. He's got a mouth on him. Gonna get along fine, then. Yeah. He got a name? Fucks him matter. Nah, you right. Just another number. Are you back talking? No, sir. He'll be in soon. Fucking. Just don't fucking run your mouth, man. We don't always gotta make it so hard for ourselves. The correctional officer exits. The prisoner sits down again. The correctional officer returns with Little Man. Little Man sees the prisoner and begins to try to resist going into the cell. The correctional officer shoves Little Man into the cell. The prisoner stands up again, still reading, not paying attention. After a moment, he closes his book and looks up. The prisoner drops the book. No. The prisoner stares at Little Man as if in a trance. Little Man turns to the correctional officer. Change my cell, please, anywhere else. What the fuck are you... The prisoner tackles Little Man and begins beating him. Why the fuck are you... You're not supposed to... 
What the fuck? Why? Why? Fuck you. You're loved. You're better than this. You're not. You can't. Your mother. Your fucking mother. She gave you everything. She loves you. Everyone loves you. You piece of shit. How could you? Finish school, I told you. Finish school. You're better than me. You're better than me. You're better than me. I'm so sorry. Please, please. I, I can't. The correctional officer tries to separate them. The other inmates begin hollering. The correctional officer hits the prisoner with his nightstick until the prisoner lets go of Little Man. The prison grows silent. Little Man is unconscious. The correctional officer goes over to Little Man to check on him before turning to the prisoner. You know him. Stand up. You'll go to solitary. Yes, sir. I have to fill out a lot of paperwork because of you. Yes, sir. Fucking savages can't show a little restraint. No, sir. Do that kind of shit again? I make his life worse here. Do you understand me? Look at me. I said look at me. You have a few minutes till I get my papers. Do you understand? Yes, sir. The correctional officer exits. As he exits, the other inmates begin hurling insults and yelling. The prisoner walks over to Little Man and cradles his head. Little Man stirs. I'm going to visit more often. I promise, fam. I promise. The yelling grows louder and louder as the lights fade. Interlude 5. Ain't that funny? Featuring Inmate 1 and Inmate 2. March 2014. Commons area. Alarms and sirens. Smoke and yelling. Inmates run in and out. Inmate 2 is on the ground, bloody, being trampled on. Inmate 1 enters and runs to inmate 2. No, no, no. Get up. Get up. Who did this? Who? What's going on? It's a riot. Come on, we gotta move you out of here. Inmate 1 tries to pick up inmate 2 and fails. Looks like I'm not going anywhere. Don't talk like that. Are you hurt? No, man. Come on. You gotta try. Get up. I'm glad you're okay. Makes it easier. What are you saying? Making what easier? When I first got in, I felt like I knew. You see? I knew I was gonna die here. You don't say that, you... You numbskull. You're better than that. You remember. I know you remember. The story. This ain't the end of our story. Hero wins in the end. We're the heroes here. We can't let it end like this. I guess I'm no hero then. Stop. Stop talking like that. Inmate 1 gets up and calls out. Help! Help! Get the fuck over here! Help me! Don't anyone see? He's hurt! He's hurt! I'm not leaving you. Through sickness and health, good and bad, I'm staying with you. We're getting out of this together. It's funny. What? I found the most beautiful thing in the world in the freaking pen. Isn't that funny? <coughs> Stop talking, you're hurting yourself. You're the only one who stuck with me. Ain't that funny? 
<laughs> We're almost out of here. I ain't leaving you. We got too far for me to leave you. God ought or whatever's going to show up soon, and we're going to make it somewhere. I don't know where we're going, but we ain't stopping here. If I got to drag you out, I'm dragging you. It don't end here. We ain't metaphors. We ain't roaches. We're human beings waiting for the day we get our unalienable rights back. There's always tomorrow and the next day, but we got to keep going. Get up. Get up. Till death do us part. That's what the hell I swore, and I'm keeping that promise. I'll get you out and we'll be happy. Inmate two doesn't wake up. Inmate one stands up and begins dragging inmate two. They exit. Track 14, Riot, featuring C.O. March 2014, Solitary Cell, Bed. At opening, the prisoner is laying on his side. Blank stare. The correctional officer enters, blood trickling from his nose, and shuts the door behind him. Inspection. The prisoner stands up at attention and stares off. The correctional officer looks around. He chuckles to himself. <laughs> like there's shit in here. That's right, sir. You don't have to be so uptight. I understand, sir. You don't like me. I like you just fine, sir. Don't bullshit me. I'm everything you hate. From your mouth to God's ears, sir. And from your thoughts to the devil's temptations. You see me as a sinner, sir. I do. Because of the jumpsuit, sir? Because I'm on one side and you're on another, right? I never said that, sir. But you're sure as hell thinking it. I don't think nothing, sir. It's because you're a fucking coward. How's that, sir? Because you don't own up to your shit. I guess that's your opinion, sir. Drop that sir shit. Habit, sir. Taught to respect authority. You do a fine job of that. Thank you, sir. That was sarcasm. Yes, sir. That make you mad? No, sir. I'll never get you to say an honest word, will I? Certainly nothing coming from your mouth to go into God's ears, eh? A siren blares and cuts off abruptly. Very faintly, the sounds of yelling and fighting grows louder. What was that, sir? Probably some fucker trying to break out. You're bleeding, sir. What? Your nose. You're bleeding, sir. I am. What's happening out there, sir? It's a riot, isn't it, sir? Yes. You're hiding here, aren't you, sir? Yeah. The whole prison, sir? The whole prison what? Has the riot taken over the whole prison, sir? I don't want you asking any more questions. Yes, sir. I told you to cut that sir shit. All right, sir. What the fuck's wrong with you? You're scared, sir. Fuck you. All right, sir. How did it start, sir? The riot? I don't know. Why'd the alarm cut, sir? Why are you asking so many questions? No reason, sir. You guys make life hard for us. All due respect, sir. You don't make any easy for us either. I told you to stop that sir shit. All right. Sir. 
I don't even know your name. Three six 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 four zero five three, sir. Your real name. Three six 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 four zero five three, sir. Look, you you don't gotta. No, sir. Listen. No, sir. You're almost out of here. What you got? Like one, maybe two years. Two, sir. Look at that. I'm gonna be retiring soon. Is that so, sir? In two years. Funny, sir. Right. Do you plan on waiting in here until the riot dies down, sir? Yes. You don't. You don't have to be so uptight. You trying to gain sympathy for me, sir? What? They're coming, aren't they, sir? No. You need protecting, right, sir? No. Why this cell, sir? I only answer the question, sir. That boy you beat up. The prisoner pushes the correctional officer. Gonna fucking blackmail me? No. You don't talk about him. The prisoner advances while the correctional officer backs up. I know he's family to you. I could protect him. You know how these riots go. Once it's over, it goes back to the way it was. He'll need me. My nephew's his own man. He made his choices. The noise outside grows louder. What the fuck is wrong with you fucking savages? You dump your fucking family like it's nothing. You abandon your own. You don't. The prisoner shoves the correctional officer against the wall. You want to see how savages do? He's here. He's here. Shut up. Shut up. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say. You stand there, fucking calling me a coward. Look at you. You don't got your clique riding in to save you. And now you say sorry for the ill shit you say. You gotta understand. Gonna give me the "you a good man" sob story. Gonna tell me you got a fucking wife and kids. The prisoner grabs the correctional officer by the shirt and throws him to the floor. The correctional officer drags himself to the opposite end of the room. The noises outside grow louder. Savages don't know shit about what that means. We're the same, man. We're the fucking same. We're just trying to survive out here. Nah, it's you trying to survive. Me? I'm a fuck up a co. Hit me out. You didn't want to say shit to me for twenty three fucking years. We can talk about this. What is there to talk about, sir? You've been fronting like you were big shit, sir. Now back it the fuck up without your crew, sir. The prisoner advances on the correctional officer. The correctional officer realizes there is no way out. He stops panicking and stands up. Fuck. Just get it over with. Look at you, putting on that brave ass face. Whatever. Fuck's wrong with you. Fuck you. That's what's wrong with me. Let's get this shit done. Fuck you, saying. Not a goddamn thing. The prisoner stares at the correctional officer. The correctional officer slides his nightstick to the prisoner. And laughs. <laughs> It's funny. What? I spent my whole life trying to avoid ending up in the cell so I don't get fucked up by an inmate. But here I am. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? <laughs> Stop laughing. Stop laughing. Stop laughing. <laughs> Then do it, fucking coward. You talk like I did horrible things to you. Maybe you're right. So I'm owning up to it. Get your payback. Make it right. Fuck you. Do it. A loud knock on the door. The door shakes 
as though someone is trying to open it. Who's in there? Three trip. Hey, three trip. They put you in the hole? Yeah, man. Fuck you doing there? C-Block blew the fuck up. We got through before they could lock it down. Fucking went crazy from there. Shit, man. Does the outside know? Nah, nah, yeah, man, but they're coming. Hey, yo, let me out. We're trying to find the fucker who got the keys. He missing? We're looking for him. He been through here? The correctional officer nods his head, as if to say, Go ahead. It's okay to tell them. Nah, man. Fucker probably ran. Shit, I. When we get the keys, we're letting you out. Hey, yo, don't forget me in here. We won't, fam. Why? I ain't gonna have your blood on me. I'm not your judge. And I ain't some easy way for you to pay for all the shit you've done. But you could. No. I really couldn't. Like you said, I'm a fucking coward. So, what are we gonna do? Give me your keys. Why? That shit ain't your business. We're stuck. It's an automatic lock that can be opened with the key on the outside, not from the inside. Unless your friends out there get to the control room. Sound of a lock clicking. Sounds of people rushing out of their cells. Well, would you look at that shit? I think they got to the control room. The prisoner opens his cell door and yells out. Good looking out, fam. The prisoner turns back to the CO. Give me your keys. I'll lock you in. Help keep everyone out. Why are you doing this? Because fuck you. That's why. All right. Give me the keys. The correctional officer tosses the prisoner his keys. The prisoner goes out the door and exits. Sounds of a lock clicking. The correctional officer sits against the wall in silence. Track 15. Outro. Slash. Even flowers bloom in hell sometimes. Featuring Little Man. As Little Man delivers this speech, the prisoner enters and watches Little Man. We're not going to sit around while they abuse us. We're still human beings. We have rights. We demand fair pay for the work we do. We want to get visited more than two times a month. We've had our trial already. But the shit they do to us is like making us pay twice for the crimes that we already got sentenced for. It's double jeopardy. Let us pay our crimes. Give us a chance to get out and be part of society again. We want a chance to start a new life, not get destroyed every day we stay here. We want a shot. Give us the opportunity. We demand dignity. We demand fairness. We demand... Gunshots. The prisoner raises a hand and little man freezes. The gunshots stop. Silence. The prisoner crosses to center. There's this thing that judges do before they sentence felons. They accept character references. In those references, all your family and friends who give a shit about you write to the judge to try to give you the lowest sentence possible. You can have people come up and speak before the judge sometimes. My sister was the only one who wrote a letter for me. Nobody came to speak. I guess I was all right, because I felt like people writing letters for me might convince the judge to give me a harsher sentence. I remember when I had to write one for my dad. I wrote, please let my dad out soon so that he can come home and teach me to be like him. 
<laughs> that fucked up any chances of my dad getting out early. He got the maximum sentence. Moms was pissed. I fucked up. It's the thing I'm the best at. Fucking up. One time I called my sister, and she told me about this article she read in some prison magazine about how in Florida, inmates that got less visitations were more likely to go back inside when they got out. I believe it. Let's play a game. See if you think I'll go back in once I'm out. Based on my projected release date, I'll have served 300 months and 25 days. In 300 months and 25 days, I got me 17 visitations. Each visit lasted 30 minutes. That means total, in those 300 months and 25 days, I saw my loved ones for eight and a half hours. So I fucked around with the numbers. 300 months and 25 days equals out to 10,982 days, which equals 263,568 hours. Now divide eight and a half by 263,568 hours. That makes 0. 0.00003% You pronounce that 32 millionth. So, 32 millionth of my time in prison was spent getting visited. What do you think my chances are, eh? Think I'd go back inside? My mom's used to tell me that there were only two times in life you know who's really in your corner. When you're terminal and when you're in prison. When she was right, man. She was right. <laughs> it's not solitary that gets you. It's not the cells. It's not the shitty food. It's not the COs. It's not even the time that gets to you. It's figuring out that you're alone, absolutely alone in this world. Little man died when they retook the prison. I'm fucking cold. I got out June 4th, 2016. Bodegas and Chinese places became craft beer and cafes. The neighborhood was gone. Cell phones could get you everything you wanted. Everyone had a cell phone. Kids had cell phones. People weren't watching TVs no more. No more calling on the house phone. It was texting and emails now. Checks weren't good in most places. But the important shit stayed the same. Poor people were still poor. Jobs never came, no matter who was president. And the street kids still weren't getting ahead in life. Even with all the information of the world at their fingertips. So, of course, the game was still offering a chance to make some cash, to get some clothes, to feed your families when minimum wage don't cover the bills. Now, I want to tell you that I got religion 
I want to tell you that I inspired kids all over the country with my story. I want to tell you a story that ends happy. I get enough money to get me and my sister out. Little man didn't die and gets out early for good behavior. We finally got our American dream. But this shit's real life. And I'm not going to lie to you when I tell you that my sister did lose the apartment. And eventually we lost the neighborhood. I'm not going to lie to you when I tell you that my sister stopped going to church after little man passed. I'm not going to lie to you when I tell you it took me two years to find steady pay. And I won't lie to you when I tell you that for a bit I sold some Lala until I finally got a job. Small scale. Smaller than small scale. Didn't blow up like before. I wasn't going to go back. I'm a lot of statistics. But I ain't going to be some recidivist shit stat. I don't know, man. I don't know why most of you are still here. Something happy, right? It can't end like this. Yeah. Something happy for all your troubles. I... The prisoner unbuttons his uniform shirt, revealing a plain white tee. He presses his hand against his chest. A blood pack bursts and creates the pattern of a flower. He bursts one on his pants leg. He bursts another on his stomach. He laughs. Like Tudub and his friends said, right? Even flowers bloom in hell sometimes. Own up, man. Come on. One good thing. My bad. I've been trying to delay this moment. I'm scared. We're going to dip out soon, I promise. I got to change the story a little bit. I got out March 15th, 2014. My nephew survives and gets out on good behavior. He gets a degree. He starts a business and invests in a play about inmates written by an old man dating a librarian. He makes enough money on the profits to buy out the apartment building. He gives his mama the keys. He never goes back to the pen. My sister finishes school with her son and runs the apartment. She prays for my soul every night. I'm going to need it. On my marker, they put up. Three triple six four oh five three rests here. He did one good thing. He died. All the rest, this life, all my fuck-ups, it was all worth it. That's something like redemption, right? <laughs> redemption. Whatever. The prisoner hugs Little Man before shoving him to the floor. Gunfire and alarms resume and the prisoner falls over. Hit. Little Man cries out and rushes over to the prisoner. The prisoner smiles at his nephew before closing his eyes. Blackout. End of B-side. Sirens and alarms still ringing for a few seconds after blackout. No curtain call.
Hidden Track Slash Outro. Post show featuring Inmate 1 and Inmate 2. Because shit's too sad if we let it end this way, right? Lobby after the show. Inmate 1 and Inmate 2 look around in amazement. They've somehow broken out. Wow. I know, right? IB, how did you pull this off? (laughs) Funny you should ask that. Why? Well, you got knocked out, right? Right? So I dragged us to a broom closet on this side and we hid in there. That's it? Yup. We stayed in the closet until it was safe to come out. (laughs) Get it? Get it? Hilarious. Truly. You're like the next Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor was gay? No, numbskull. Well, actually, never mind. Then... Shut up. They kiss. What do you think? About what? Story of two numbskulls trying to make it work. It'll have metaphors and philosophy. With a happy ending? Yeah. That sounds perfect. They embrace. Inmate 2 pulls away. Thank you for saving me. Don't even mention it. This story is going to end early if we don't get out of here. Come on. Yeah. They exit. End of play. Yo. For real this time. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow playwright Frankie Gonzalez on social media for the latest on what he's up to. Also, you can listen to the last episode of the Ashley New Place Festival Play for Keeps podcast for a full-length interview with Frankie. Ashley New Place Festival Play for Keeps podcast is produced in beautiful Ashland, Oregon by me, Andy Neal, and Cara Quinn Lewis, with written content edited by Carol Florian. Visit us online at ashlandnewplace.org. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Help us spread the word, like, follow, share, and subscribe. I'm your host, Andy Neal. Thanks for listening to the Ashland New Plays Festival Play for Keeps podcast.